Okay, everybody, welcome back. Hi, guys. Welcome to the Beyond Aesthetics podcast. We are your hosts, Tiffany and Jess. <laughs> and we are two longtime estheticians turned mentors and coaches with a passion for helping estheticians achieve their goals and live their best lives and grow and all the things. Absolutely. <laughs> just for estheticians, but if you are an esthetician or in the beauty industry, we're so yes. happy you're here because your success is directly dependent on everything else in your life. That's what we're here to bring you. Absolutely. Yep. On every level. So this is a podcast where no topic is off limits. <laughs> we don't apologize for tears or laughter either. Oh. That's not absolutely not. It all comes with the territory. Absolutely. <laughs> we have a really fun episode today. We are we have a couple of New Year's episodes that we are ready to do. And the first one is going to be a reflection of 2023. And we're going to walk through some questions and we encourage you guys to write down these questions and answer them for yourselves in a journal or however you do that. And preferably that you do this every year, which is kind of where I want to start is just talking about our New Year's rituals and what that looks like for each of us. Some of the um, things that we do and how we kind of settle on these reflections. So I'm going to let Tiffany start. Um, tell us what some of your New Year's rituals are and kind of how or when you start reflecting and what all of that looks like for you. Um, for me, it really is going ending the year with a lot of reflection and looking back on what I have accomplished and giving myself credit for that. Um, instead of just like going into the new year, this is what I want to accomplish and this is what I'm going to do and not even giving credit to like how far I've come within that year. So I think that's important for people to just recognize that self-reflection and giving credit where credit is due to yourself is so important. So that's really what I do. And it really starts for me like November and maybe even leading into the fall, I start to get very introspective and um, just kind of pensive. And, um, you know, I journal a lot. I, you know, I, every single morning when I wake up, I write down my vision and my goals and maybe what I'm going through. Um, so that is a daily practice of mine anyways, but it does get pretty deep. And then looking ahead, I just really, um, dream big. And I don't put limits on myself for what I would like to see um, of myself in the new coming year. Even if it's like so crazy and so out there, I write them down. I sit in those feelings. I really try and connect with how I would feel um, when those things are going to arise in my life. And yeah, so I don't necessarily like I don't know if you'd even call it a ritual, but that's just what I do. Like it just kind of happens for you. Yeah, for sure. I just, I think like my whole system um, goes into to reflection mode and then, you know, projection mode as the year turns. I love that. Yeah. What about you? 
Well, one more question. Okay. You know, when when you are kind of setting your goals for the year, which we're going to talk about 2024 in our next episode, but yeah. um, how long? Like, what is a time frame? When would you say you kind of have all of your goals set and ready to go? Um, you know, I would say definitely. I. I don't know if I can answer that because I think my goals are always shifting and changing, actually. Um, But definitely as the year comes to a close, and then I think over the holidays, I have the time because I've learned in my career to take some time for me and my family. So I'm not in this like go, go, go season. So I really can just like sit and think. And um, so I would probably say over the holidays if I had to choose. Um, and I definitely want to have some sort of vision as the new year turns. So like by new year's, I'm definitely landed on a few things. And I think that vision just kind of continues to evolve over the first couple months of the new year, right? Because, um, Mm -hmm. maybe getting, getting some clarity and, um, really kind of like navigating and figuring out my path of where I'm going to go. So the picture becomes clearer. Does that answer your question? Yeah, it really does. And the reason why I ask is because I don't encourage people to like just sit down on, you know, January 1st and and make a list. I really think it's important to give yourself some time and go through a process of reflection and it's going to kind of continue to evolve i know for me personally it takes me a while for things to evolve and i don't force any of it i don't force when the reflection comes in i wait for that to happen naturally and i don't force new goals on myself either i really let this all come in in its own timing and i think that that is a really important point so it's easy to just feel like you have to set these goals for yourself and have them by a certain date and you just don't it doesn't need to be that way so yeah but i have a ritual a tradition that i started last year that i'm obsessed with and i go away every new year's eve to a cabin wherever the last couple years i've been in stanley idaho which is my heaven it's my favorite place to be it is magical beyond belief. So for those of you who are not from Idaho, Stanley is about 40 miles-ish north of Sun Valley. And it's the smallest town. Like it's not a town. It's just this little street with a couple of like lodges and outfitters and coffee shops. And it's teeny tiny in a valley uh, right beneath the Sawtooth Mountains. And so I spend a lot of time there in the summer And uh, that is where I go to do my New Year's ritual. And I pack up all of my journals. I pack up some candles, some crystals, and I go by myself to Stanley. I book a cabin, or this time I booked like a cabin suite with a hot tub outside. It was a freaking rad. And I pray a lot and I am really quiet and I pray and I do a lot of meditation and that's where I do all of my reflection and that is kind of where some of my planning starts to happen that just sort of kicks off the entire process 
I love that. So I'm obsessed with your New Year's ritual, to be honest. And I can't Me wait to too. like join you someday. <laughs> I did invite her. By the yeah. way, I was like, come meet me and Stanley on the first and we'll go to Hot Springs and we'll do this and that. But it's important for Tiffany to be with her family. So we're going to try to do that another time. Yeah, because I had <laughs> bad FOMO. So, so it's a hot tub though I swear like I literally booked this room that was um a splurge which Stanley a splurge is two hundred dollars right. and um it was very last minute I wasn't going to do it but I was like no this is really important I gotta do it and I literally booked it on Christmas day and it was a suite and I guess it was so sweet. Like I walked in and I'm like, no freaking way. I beautiful balcony, um, beautiful king size bed, most gorgeous, like luxury resort bathroom. I don't even know how a bathroom like this got to Stanley, <laughs> but I'm so grateful. Had a huge like soaking tub, but right outside of the balcony was a hot tub and you reserve private time in the hot tub. And so, oh my gosh, at like seven p.m. on New Year's Eve. I was in the hot tub looking at the stars. And then the next morning, I was like, I got to get back in the hot tub. And that's how I started my <laughs> New Year's. And oh my gosh, it was like so beautiful. It was such a great experience and a really good way to reflect on this past year. But like I said, it does take me some time to settle on what I want to do for the year. Um, yeah. you know, that it just takes time. It does take time for it to come together. But I do feel like, you know, kind of touching on something that you said earlier, you have to reflect on what, you know, how the previous year really went for you before you're able to look ahead and um, what worked, what didn't, what did you learn? And you can't move forward unless you are able to do that sort of a reflection. And so I'm excited for this episode and giving people specific questions that they can ask that is going to really help them dissect that. Yeah, it's a great tool to use and implement. Um, yeah, and I love that. And I also love that you... Um, lost my train of thought. It'll come back to me. We'll circle back. Okay. So the first question, and we'll just go back and forth with our answers. The first question is what were some of your goals for 2023 and which ones did you achieve? You know, so what were the goals? What did you achieve? What did you not achieve? So a big goal for me, um, was to prioritize my own inner healing this last year. And I definitely did that. It's been a long time coming. It's been really hard and really messy. And um, I did. And I'm actually so proud of myself. And I'm able to reflect on just kind of like an all-encompassing, um, you know, the lessons that I've had and the trials that I've had in my life and what I've gone through and how it's gotten me to who I am today. And but... I wouldn't be able to like acknowledge that without this healing that I've done. And I've been on it just a little backstory, my own um, healing journey since June of 2022. And so it's been kind of a rocky road, but I knew this past year that that was something that I wanted to prioritize. And I'm so grateful for that. And then that also has like transpired into my 
um, goals that I set for myself in my business and that I was able to accomplish. So another goal that I had this last year was to um, physically expand my physical space for my business. And so, and we did, we more than doubled our space. We added another treatment room and doubled our retail area. And then also a goal of mine was to grow my team. And um, we more than doubled our team in this last year as well. And so we've been able to provide like more a space for others to um, come work and serve our community. And it's been so beautiful to watch them grow and transpire and step into their roles and I'm really proud of that. And so um, those were some big ones for me. And I, it's easy to like summarize them into this little like, yeah, that was my goal. And yeah, I accomplished it. But um, it was hard. And it's been like a really long time coming. And so I'm going to give myself some credit. I am so proud of myself for um, just these goals that I set and was able to accomplish. What were some goals that you maybe wanted to accomplish and then you did not? Um, so I definitely wanted to be farther along in my new business, which is Sweet Cheeks University, than I ended the year with. Um, and it's it's been like I've definitely struggled with imposter syndrome going into this new business and transforming into a mentor and a coach for other estheticians and beauty professionals. So that's been like it's been uncomfortable. And, um, so I, I mean, I wanted to launch, um, my e-course that I, it's, it's still in the process. It's not done yet, but I mean, I definitely, we definitely made some progress with that. Like we filmed it and, um, at least it's in the works. So I def, I definitely didn't like get where I wanted to be on that aspect yet. I'm also like, can recognize that there were some definite steps and movement made. And that's like still bringing me closer to that goal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Let's switch it over to you. Hi. What were some big goals for you in 2023? <laughs> well, um, I'll tell you some things that I definitely accomplished that I set out to. And one of them is starting my coaching and mentoring myself. So starting the mastermind groups, I definitely had wanted to do that. Um, and launching that social media. I wanted to do another bodybuilding competition and get back on stage after two and a half years away from the sport. I did that. I'm so proud of myself. Traveled to some places that I wanted to go, set up my new home office, and then did some really big work projects. And uh, so I accomplished a, a lot of what I wanted to. You know, some things that I did not accomplish were any financial goals. <laughs> oh my gosh, you guys. It's like always my blind spot for my finances and I'm not ashamed of it. It, it is what it is and it's an ongoing process. Um, and then I really lacked in my spiritual goals and my morning routines for the first time. I've had a morning routine since 2020, like January 1st, yeah. 2020. And I have never faltered until this year. So I'm so I'm really proud of myself. I really came out of last year, which was one of the hardest years of my life. It was very polarizing. 
but by the end of it i was just so dang proud of myself for everything that i did accomplish and then you know just like you i had wanted to launch a lot sooner than i did um and i don't feel bad that i didn't i think that the the timing was right and the circumstances pushed me in the right direction when it was the right time to do it and um you know there was things like i had hoped to launch some courses and stuff like that and i didn't and that's okay i really believe in divine timing and i'm more in alignment with it now than i would have been back then and i wouldn't have been able to give it the time and attention that i'm going to be able to give it this year so that is so true yeah and i love just that awareness around it. Yeah. So I'm going to backtrack for just a second and we're going to talk about our word for the year because this was something like, I don't know if you had done this the year before, but I didn't. And last year was the first time that I had a word and even kind of a phrase for myself. So what was your word for last year? Um, my work for last year was 2023 and I, it's something that I hadn't done before. Interesting. And, um, my, so sorry, my word of the year was movement for 2023. Hadn't done it before something new for me. And I had been feeling at the beginning of last year, very stuck in all areas of my life, in my, um, my personal life, in my physical health, in my emotion, spiritual business everything you can think of as feeling stuck. And so I landed on the word movement because I knew I wanted to get things moving. I didn't know how it was going to transpire. I just knew I had to get things moving. And man, it did. Because <laughs> as we know, the universe delivers what we ask for. And um, what was really beautiful about it, though, is Things got moving in ways that I didn't even see and definitely my blind spots in ways that I had no idea, like I was even capable of. It was just truly looking back so beautiful. So I loved my word of the year last year. And I think it's something that I'm going to do every year moving forward. I've already chosen mine for this year. Let's hear what yours was last year. My word last year was evolve, uh, kind of along with the phrase of I knew that I would need to step up, you know, so I knew that I needed to evolve. I knew that I needed to step up. And and like Tiffany said, <laughs> you have to be really careful what you ask for, because if you're going to ask the universe for movement, if you're going to ask the universe to evolve, man, it is going to give you so many opportunities to do that. And it is going to be freaking uncomfortable because uh, yeah. it's going to get you there and it's going to do whatever it's got to do to make your word happen for you. So you want to go into it like very aware when you are really <laughs> solid about your word because man, will it deliver those opportunities for you to do that. Oh man. And I had a little bit of trepidation choosing my word this year, knowing Uh-huh what transpired last year. I don't know about you, but I totally did. And you know, what's interesting is I don't know how you find your word, but I let my word come to me. I, it is not something that I'm like, what is my word going to be? I really will just be sitting there and all of a sudden I'm like, oh freak, there it is. Like it's, it's just clear as day. It just lands and pops into my head and I feel it and know that it's for me. I know that it's right. I know it's an alignment, um, but it is 
scary, you know? I'm so, yeah, there's no, like, if anyone's wondering, like, how do you choose your word? I don't know if you want to pray about it, you know, whatever your beliefs are. But if you just are mindful that you want to have a word or you want to have a term for the year, just, you know, ask the universe however you do. And I promise it's going to drop in for you. And if you're really in tune with yourself, you're going to know that that word is right for you. Yeah, it will come to you. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just important to, um, to like not set expectations on it either. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. It will happen. Yeah. You might might regret it. (laughs) (laughs) Buckle up. Be Be prepared. Also though, with that being said, it's so beautiful on the other side. It is. And we can both attest to that after this last year, mm-hmm. correct? Absolutely. Now we're going in with like faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nope. Absolutely. Absolutely. So the next question is what could have gone differently to help you achieve your goals? You know, so for those things that you were not able to accomplish, you know, what was that all about? What, what could have gone differently? Uh, what could you have done differently to reach some of those goals? For me, definitely taking action before I felt ready something I still struggle with, but at least I'm like very aware of that because I know the goals that I did not accomplish in this last year, it's really just because I was scared to do them. And I have this whole thing with perfectionism, still working on that as well. Um, And I'm really realizing that the process is, you know, the, the goal and the process is the journey. And like you, you mentioned it, last week, the obstacle is the way. And so that's really where if I could go back this last year, that's what I would change is just to take that action, take messy action to just do it and then figure it out along the way and stop worrying about the perfect timing or the perfect feeling or the perfect whatever and to just like do it. Because I will say if I'd have just done like my e-course, it would be done. So there's that. What about you? I love that. Well, you know, for me, and, and one thing I'll say, I, you know, just get a little personal and vulnerable is that um, there was a lot that came up in my personal life that was really big. Um, you know, my my brother has stage four brain cancer, and that was happening during the holidays last year. And it was right after Christmas that it was diagnosed as stage four, which is the worst, you know, possible scenario. So that it, it threw me off. As far as timing goes, now, when you ask the universe to evolve and then you have things like this happen, I learned and grew so much from that. And so it did, it changed my goals, right? So some of those goals that I had, I was like, wait, um, maybe that's not exactly my goal anymore. And then I ended up accomplishing way more. So, you know, that was one thing that just um, threw me off. And there's a lot of, you know, other things that happened within there too that were really big life themes. And so I look at that as like it could have gone a little bit differently. At the same time, um, I learned so much and I'm a much better person because of that happening. 
Um, but you know, one of the big things is learning to check in with ourselves when we are setting goals. You know, what is that process for you? How do you check in with yourself to make sure that you're actually on track? Because when I was doing my reflection this year, last week, I <laughs> opened up my notebook and I was like, this is literally the first time that I have even <laughs> looked at this, right? So there were some things on there that I was like, dang, I forgot about that. I forgot that that was really important to me, you know? And so checking in with ourselves when we set these goals is a really big deal. So one thing that I'm going to do this year is actually put check-ins with myself on my calendar every single month at the beginning of the month to revisit that and see where I'm at with things. Is that still resonating with me? And I'm also, so part of my morning routine is affirmations and setting weekly goals. And so I'm just going to have a paper with my goals in there as well. Um, you know, with all my journals and stuff like that so that I can look at that every single day. And then I will have my goals also in my office here at home. So I just want them to be more visible to keep me on track all the time. And I could have also had somebody to be accountable to, which I think that we don't need to be accountable to somebody for every single goal. I think some things we should definitely keep to ourselves. But if you have a friend in your life or, you know, a family member, your spouse, your significant other that you can have some accountability with, then that's a big deal, right? And so I've been a little bit more open about what some of my goals are for this year, just so that I can be held a little bit more accountable. I love that so much. Accountability for sure. And checking in on your goals and putting them where you see them often, however that looks for you. Like another idea is a dream board. That's something that I did this last year and I have them hanging in my office They're right here and I see them every day and I look at them and um, visualization is so huge. And I think that however that looks for a certain person, it's a good idea to be able to revisit them often. Yeah, I couldn't agree with that more. I am not a vision board person, but as you know, is something I have definitely considered doing this year. (laughs) And I am definitely thinking about creating one. And I think that there is a lot of power to that because manifestation is so real and visualization is so real, you know, especially if you are a visual person. I, which I would say most beauty professionals are, then yes. having a vision board could be a really, really good idea. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So the next question is some of the biggest and best lessons that we learned. So for me, um, a big lesson that I've landed on is there is absolutely infinite possibilities. So just because maybe something doesn't work out or doesn't go the way you plan doesn't mean that it's like over forever or there's not something even better in store for you. So that's something that has been such a big lesson for me and one that I continuously like revisit now that I've realized that in my life. Um, And then (laughs) probably it's hard for me to talk about too financial dips. 2023 was such a hard financial year. And I'm not going to lie, I'm still there. We're still like navigating some financial 
stuff that we never have in my business before. And um, a big lesson in that is realizing that financial dips are not failures and being able to talk about them and be vulnerable um, about that really just like helps light the path for others and helps like, I get, I think I gain clarity by sharing mm-hmm. where I've always been like, so like, um, probably have got some like money shame around financial stuff from whatever. Um, so that's just been a big lesson that the financial dips that we experienced in 2023 are not failures, they're lessons. And there's more than one path to take. And um, it doesn't mean that it's like, you know, out of my hands or over. No, it doesn't. And to add to that, I think it would be insane to become a business owner and think that there's not going to be financial things that you've got to figure out. And, you know, it's just on different scales for different people, depending on where you're at. But it is such an important part of business is the financials of it. And as a beauty professional, we can really struggle with that because it's not really how our minds work. But if you want to be in business for yourself, if you want to have a team, you're going to have to expect to navigate the finances of your business. And I don't know anybody who doesn't experience financial dips. And so the more that you can just gain comfort in the discomfort with that and learn and grow from it, I mean, truly the better business owner you're going to be down the road for sure. So there's always a positive aspect to that. And it's just something that we all have to expect as business owners. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. What were some of your biggest and best lessons learned? My number one lesson is being faced with mortality. And there's a lot that that means, you know, when I'm in my, so I lost my grandma last year and she was 95 or 96. And at the same time, I'm faced with the mortality of a dear family member. You know, he's only three years older than I am. He has four kids. He's lived the most amazing life. He's a doctor. And those two experiences were just so powerful for me and really made me question everything as far as am I really doing what I am here to do? Am I really living up to my full potential? But it also makes every moment really important and um, the presence in every moment and your relationships, you know, just that much more important and that we stress about so much crap that literally just does not matter for a lot of my year last year i was in that era of just being like wow i stress about things that really don't matter you know and and that was so good for me it actually made me very like detached to the point where I feel like if I lost everything, including my home, I'd probably be happier. (laughs) It was such a good lesson to learn to be like, man, these, these things that we do every single day, these stresses that we have, like in the grand scheme of things, they just don't matter. And what really matters is that we're really living our life to our full potential. And that always means being in service to other people 
and bringing your gifts to the world. And so that now is like my number one priority in life. So being faced with mortality is the best lesson to learn while we're here because um, it's gonna happen to all of us, right? So like, you know, like what if that, what if you have a year to live? You know, what would you do differently? And then, you know, how are you going to feel when you are in your 90s? And, you know, are you going to look back and feel like you lived your best life possible? So being faced with that was really, really good for me and really changed me and uh, changed the whole trajectory of my life. Another lesson was to honor myself and the season or the era that I was in at any given time. And, you know, I I think very often we just don't like we think that we're supposed to do certain things or be a certain way or feel a certain way. But last year I was really in a place where I was like, you know what, this is really how I feel. And I'm really going to honor that, you know, if I don't want to spend time with certain people or if I just want to travel, if I want to take a break from work, like I really honored myself for the first time in my entire life. And... I loved it. it. It made for a very fulfilling year to just honor how I was actually feeling about everything in my life. And I loved it, even when it was hard, you know, even if I was in a period of deep grief, that was okay. And that, and I just honored it. I was like, this is, this is what it is. This is really how I feel. I'm not getting out of bed today, (laughs) you know? And, um, yeah, so that was really important for me. And then the last thing, and I know that you would agree is that if you have a calling on your heart, it's there because it's meant to be yours. And the sooner that you do it, you are going to be like, wow, why didn't I do this sooner? Because as soon as I finally launched my mastermind group and started reading through the uh, discovery workbook that kicks off the program, I started reading through them. And as you know, because I texted you right away, I was in tears immediately. And my first thought was, why didn't I do this sooner? So those callings that you have, that is your intuition telling you to go for it. This is for you and people need what you have got. So if that calling's there, it's meant to be yours. Just do it because you're going to wonder why you didn't do it sooner. Absolutely. And just to reiterate, that people need what you have to give. Mm -hmm. And even if it's scary, even if it's uncomfortable, even if you don't know what you're doing, do it anyways. Feel the fear, do it anyways. Absolutely. You are like the answer to somebody's prayer. Right. Yes. It's so, so much. It's so true. And if we can learn <laughs> to see it from that perspective, then it's not so scary. No, it like makes sense. Yeah. And you like almost have that permission to go do the big thing mm-hmm. that's on your heart to do. Yes. I love that. So good. So the next question is challenges overcome and some of your biggest wins. Um, you go first on this one. Okay. So I also experienced deep, deep financial dips, deep, deep financial dips. And 
Oh man, it was a challenge and it was also one of my biggest wins and a challenge that I overcame because I allowed myself to be coached through it. I allowed myself to be mentored by my uh, best friend and mentor, Colette. And and I became a better rep because of that. And, you know, at the same time, too, that is also why I started my mastermind group. Finally, it, it kind of gave me permission and a reason to put it out there. So I definitely overcame that. It was not easy. And there's a lot of stress involved when you experience deep dips like that. But it ended up being so good for me in so many ways. And then overcoming or basically find like being able to find peace in my brother's illness. And that was really big and it took some time and it still comes and it still goes. But that's a huge win. That's a huge accomplishment when you're faced with something like that. And then you would agree with this next one, which is embodying your truth or embodying my truth and putting myself out there. Like, I'm sorry that I don't care who you are. I don't care what your credentials are. When you put yourself out there in a new way, yeah, it's extremely uncomfortable. <laughs> it's extremely intimidating. And there's always going to be some imposter syndrome involved. And I was so terrified of judgment from my own peers, not even my spa partners, but like my actual peers. Um, but none of that, that, that didn't happen. <laughs> It was quite the opposite. So that funny, right? Happened. So, but embodying your truth and putting yourself out there, it is uncomfortable. But seriously, when you do come from the perspective of the world needs what I've got, this calling is on my heart for reasons, so I'm just going to go for it. And then you start getting the feedback of how much you're helping people. Because immediately when I started the Instagram page, everybody loved it. Yeah. Loved it. Like, I'm so grateful that you're doing that. And I'm like, oh, you're welcome. Like the universe answered your like worry and took your stress away Mm -hmm. once you took that scary step. Yes. Right? Yep. Yep. I love that so much. Yeah. Mine are similar. And we'll circle back to the financial dips again. So in 2023, I also left the treatment room. Um, for the first time in 11 years, I'm still, I still offer waxing and sugaring services, but I no longer am offering skincare services. And so it was such a hard decision to make, but the right decision. And, um, it was hard to navigate with my clients that have been with me for over a decade and to transfer their service over to my team and transfer that relationship and help that trust transfer um, and also to give up that financial side, that steady income that I'd been dependent on for 10 years. So I had to like take this leap of faith, knowing that I was going into like starting this new business, going into mentorship and coaching that wasn't bringing in any money, um, giving up my good income. It's just like such a leap of faith. It was so hard to do. Um, it's worked out so beautifully and even better than... I like expected it to, or wanted it to go. Um, it's just the way it's transpired. It's been so beautiful. So it's been such a big win because 
I've been able to obviously grow my team, but give my team, you know, this consistent clientele, transfer that over to them, get their books full, and then open up this whole other world of possibility for me through this business, through Sweet Cheeks University and my mentorship. And so I'm so grateful for that. It was not easy. So, I mean, they kind of correlate that those financial dips definitely correlated with those hard decisions that I've had to make, but um, still, still worth it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Anything else? No. Okay. What are some surprises that you dealt with? Um, the biggest one was when we expanded our physical space, I came this close to purchasing the building that we were in, as well as the suite next door where we ended up expanding. And um, that's what I thought I wanted. I thought I wanted to own my own building, expand, um, came so close. And then it didn't work out at the very end. And I was really disheartened by that. It felt like a big failure. Um, and it worked out so much better that we didn't. Um, because we're, where were our spaces at? Um, we have like shared suites that are all connected and it's this big long L-shaped building. And the biggest like takeaway from that is I'm so glad that I didn't purchase my building because the suite next door to us ended up having a flood this summer and um, we had to replace flooring. We had to, we lost some equipment. It was like a big deal and I would have been like responsible for that and, you know, and yeah. it wasn't my problem because I was still just a renter. So I'm just, like, in hindsight, so grateful that that didn't work out. Um, such a surprise, though, because I thought for sure, like, that was my next big step in this business and growing this business is, like, owning my building and expanding that way. And I didn't think that I'd be able to expand without having to buy the building. And it still worked out in my favor. And um, such a big surprise. I'm so grateful that it worked out the way it did. Yeah, absolutely. That is huge. Yeah. I remember having that conversation with you. We were on a walk. Yeah. I, like, I know. Tiffany. And you were actually, <laughs> honestly, you were the one that was like, you questioned it. And you were like, why do you feel like you have to buy the building? And I was like, oh, I don't know. I, I was just like on this, like, this is the next step, you know, just very kind of narrow minded about it, thinking that that was the only way. And then when you question that, it really made me think, why do I have to? And then it just like, once I like flipped that mindset, um, and then I had like at that point thought, okay, well, if it doesn't work out, we're going to move and we're going to find someplace else. And um, I had made peace with that. And then it still ended up working out in my favor and even better. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that conversation. Mm, I have not forgotten about that, actually. And, it's, you know, so it's just such an important side note is that if you can learn to just let go. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> once you learn to just let go, um, everything is able to, I don't know, just sort of work itself out when you're holding on to something so tightly, when you're holding on to this idea that you have too tightly, you're really not allowing something better 
to possibly come in or like you're literally not even allowing the situation to work itself out because you're like, it's this way. It has to be this way. This is what I want. And so the second that I was like, but why? Like, why do you feel like you need to do that? Is it just you know, society, you feel like it's the next step, you feel like you have to do this thing. And so once you were able to just let that go, and be like, okay, well, I guess I'm open to other options, Mm -hmm. then all of a sudden, everything just worked out better than you could have, you know, imagined. And that's how it always is. So it's important to have a vision. It's it's so important to, you know, have a vision and kind of have a, a good idea. But then to let it go and just allow the universe to work it out for you. And it always works out so much better than we anticipate, like literally every single time. Every single time. Yeah. And it serves as such a reminder that it works out every single time. And it goes back to like my, the infinite possibilities. Mm -hmm. Like just because something doesn't work out one way that you had it in your mind doesn't mean it's not going to work out better than you could have ever imagined. It's true. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm so grateful. And so grateful for that conversation actually, because you really did change like the trajectory of my mindset and did help me realize like I was holding on to an idea way too tight. Yeah. That's all it was, was an idea in my head that I had like gotten and couldn't let it go. Yeah. Yeah. Was your office, your new office a surprise? Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> I also like realized too that by growing my team and my business to where it is now, which was the goal, I worked myself out of an office space. I no longer had a place to do like my backend business stuff and my administration stuff. And so I remember also talking to you of like, I need an office space. I can't work from home. I've got kids and a husband and dogs and cat, you know, it just wasn't an option. And <laughs> you're like, why don't you rent an office space? And I was like, why don't I? Am I allowed to do that? It's so funny. You know, (laughs) when you're like, mind opens up to another realm that you didn't even realize. And you're like, I am allowed to. So this is where I'm at now is in my office space. And it's actually right behind our shop, the business. And it's perfect. And I'm so grateful for it because it's mine. And I get so much work done. Yeah. Well, it's really important. And, you know, just another little side note, I have a hard time not going on tangents, but when I work with single estheticians, I always coach them to get their work done in their treatment room. It's really important that you have a set workspace where you're in your work energy or in your business energy, right? Because otherwise you're going to take that home with you. You're going to get distracted and whatever. So as soon as you had worked yourself out of your office space, I was like, well, working from home, sorry, it's not going to be an option for you. Like that's already very clear. So what is the next best thing to do? One thing that we had discussed for you was like going in during certain weird hours, Um, But that's going to limit your creative space. And so if you just have a set workspace, then you're going to get your work done when you're actually in your workspace. And it's going to open up your mind to more creativity because your space is set aside for this thing. And so that's why I felt like it's so important to get an office space because I feel like it's important for every beauty business owner to have a place in her workspace or somewhere else that actually is a dedicated workspace to be the most productive. Absolutely. 
absolutely. No, don't take and your like, work home if you don't yeah. have to do that. People need to stop doing that and have that boundary. It, it, that's what it is, is a boundary. Mm -hmm. And when you cross that boundary or you don't even have one in place, the work either doesn't get done or you're so stressed because you're trying to juggle two things and you're not giving your presence to either one of them, like your family or your work. And all it does is stress you out even more and the work still doesn't get done. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so. Yes, it's so true. And I love your office space. Thank you. Yeah. I love my office space so much. <laughs> it really is perfect. What about for you, though? What were some surprises you dealt with in 2020? Well, there was obviously a lot of them on every level of my life. I'm not sure that I didn't you know, experience a surprise in every single area. But, you know, a couple of big ones was at the very end of the year, I parted ways with my assistant and I am still recovering from that. I really appreciated her a lot and I appreciated having her in my business. Um, and so parting ways was a total surprise. I really could not have anticipated that that was going to be on the table. So it's a huge surprise that I dealt with. Um, and then starting a podcast with you. Yeah. Oh, that makes a surprise. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> and we talked about that in other episodes, and so we won't get into it, but it was such a lovely surprise. Um, but at the same time, our relationship in general and kind of what it has turned into was a surprise for me. I mean, I think yeah. it's been, you know, coming for a while. Yeah. <laughs> surfacing, but also it has been such a beautiful, pleasant surprise. Mm -hmm. um, not all surprises this year have been pleasant. No. But this one has been probably my favorite surprise. It's yeah. just where our relationship is at, this podcast, um, you and I doing the mastermind together starting next month. I'm so excited. Like yeah. so many beautiful things. Yeah, definitely. What were some limits that you placed on yourself? Oh, I mean, does this probably tie back into um, putting myself in a box and thinking that or just like getting an idea in my head and thinking that's the only way. So again, buying the building, um, not thinking that I'm allowed to have a, a separate office space from my business and worrying about having to explain that to people. Uh, which doesn't matter anyways, but silly stuff pops up like that. Yeah. So um, just really stuff like that. Just, you know, thinking there's like this only one way, tight white knuckle control. Um, so yeah, those are definitely my limits. Yeah. What about for you? So I'm a doom scroller on social media. I have a very high spectrum ADHD. I get overwhelmed so quickly. So it's really easy for me to sit and scroll for hours and hours and hours. In fact, you know, when I have been reflecting on this, I was like, how am I going to measure when I have stopped doing this? How am I going to know? So I checked my screen time this morning. Okay. You're going to die. What was it? I don't know. It's probably not going to surprise me that much compared to my own. My average is nine hours per day. Nine? Yes. Okay, I'm surprised. Yeah, I was really surprised too because I'm still a pretty productive person. You get so um, much stuff done. I still, you know, I do get yeah, travel. Done. But, you know, it makes me wonder how much more of a high achiever I could be if I wouldn't get lost scrolling on social media. Yeah. Um, 
you know, I'm, I'm like, what am I looking at all day? I'm like, I don't even know. And so um, that has been a big thing for me is I'm like, wow, I'm really limiting myself by the amount of time that I'm kind of just chilling on social media. I, mean, I could be reading a book. I could be, you know, creating templates that I want to put out for people. Like there's so much that I could be doing. And so I've actually started playing with my phone and learning how to limit that and put okay. limits on that time. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to check in on my screen time every single week and really keep that in check because there's nothing healthy about that. I don't think social media is unhealthy. I think the habit of grabbing your phone to scroll is unhealthy. I'm also not, I don't compare myself to people. I get really inspired by people. So I don't struggle with that on social media at all. It's just a habit. It's just a really, really bad habit and it's procrastination for me. And it's like so pointless. There's nothing productive that comes from it. And so that was a really big one for me. Um, and then, you know, when my numbers did dip and when that was happening this past summer, I really believed that there wasn't anything more that I could do about it. I really had limited my um, my sight, just like yours in a way. I, you know, in fact, when I was having meetings with Colette, I was like, I just don't know what else to do. I've done everything I can possibly do. And she immediately was like, that's not true. That is not true. That's obviously not true. And I was like, yes, it is. And so I really had to humble myself and, and set my ego aside, which when, when you've been doing anything for a really long time, it is hard to see things a different way. But as yeah. soon as I opened my heart up and she started coaching and mentoring me through it, I was like, wow. I haven't seen it this way before and I knew that there had to be a different way than what I was looking at and so that was um, amazing to me and I can't believe that I like looking back at it now I'm like I can't even believe that I said that like I can't even believe that I was like I'm doing everything I possibly can but she's like uh clearly you're not (laughs) you know like there's always something I promise and it was so great because I've really like leveled up um, and I'm so grateful for that. But it, yeah, that that mindset is easy to get into. There's nothing else I can do. Um, oh, yeah. And I think we've all been there. Oh, yeah. And I think like asking for help mm-hmm. is so hard because our ego gets in the way. Absolutely. And it's like embarrassing to be like, I'm struggling. I don't know what to do, especially if you've been at it for a long time yeah. and you've been successful at it. Mm-hmm. And so that like you said, humbling yourself and just like picking your ego up and setting her over here (laughs) and asking for help. So I really like hope that that resonates with some of our listeners that are maybe going through the same stuff or struggling within whatever they're struggling with. It's okay to ask for help. It's okay to ask for help. And you know what? There's always another perspective. And if you're not seeing it, you've got to ask somebody. You really do. That's like, you know, so something with our our mastermind, I don't know if you've looked through the discovery workbook quite yet. That's really the first thing that happens when people start going through this process that I've created. They're like, I didn't see this. I didn't see this. I see this now. Like you get this vision and this clarity um, because we do limit ourselves. You know, we do get into these places where we're kind of stuck. And sometimes it really does take 
shifting your perspective somehow, you know, whether that comes from a course that you take or working with a coach or like me, like reaching out to my mentor, my business partner and being like, okay, (laughs) you're right. I'm missing something. So there really always is a different perspective. And it's important to remember that people want to help you. You know, I always think about people who are stuck that come to me for help. And this is what I do. This is what I love. This is what I specialize in. So you're actually doing me a favor and letting me be in my purpose by helping you. So I think once you realize that too, that you're letting other people be in their purpose by helping you, like Colette loved coaching me through that. And I was so grateful for that. And um, that's, yeah, ask people for help. People want to help help you and they want to see you succeed. They don't want you to stay stuck. Nope. The right people. And if you don't have the right people in your life, keep looking. Yeah. Or that's what we're here for. We love it. We love it. We thrive on it. (laughs) What were some things you were grateful for? Um, Really grateful for tender mercies. And uh, from my family, from my husband, from um, my team, and um, just that just those like very tender mercies when I didn't know what I was doing, when I, you know, was trying to figure it out along the way. And my people in my life were gracious with me and understanding and supportive. And that I think is what I am most grateful for because I would not have been able to get through it without that love. I mean, it's really just an underlying love. I love that. That's such a great answer. Um, Yeah. You know, I ended my year with a ton of gratitude, which I didn't expect. But, you know, when Christmas started rolling around, I was like, wow, I have so much to be grateful for. And, um, you know, I'm grateful for the amount that I was able to travel last year. And a lot of that was just my own mental and emotional health. I'm really grateful to have a position where I can take that time if I need it. And I work for a company that was extremely supportive. My spa partners were so supportive. I had an assistant who was able to help me with workload while I was taking care of family stuff and taking care of my own mental and emotional uh, health. And I couldn't have gotten through last year without having the ability to do that and having the support that I did. Um, so that was a really big thing for me. Um, then being able, that also allowed me to be present for my brother's surgeries. And there were two major surgeries last year. There was one in January and then another one in August. And um, so the first surgery I was not able to be present for, and it was the worst experience of my life. And so being able to be present for the other ones was a really big deal to me. And then we already talked about this, but honestly, my friendship with you, like so grateful for that because you really set me on the trajectory that I'm on now. I really don't think if, if we wouldn't have sat down together in August and had the conversation that we did, that really just like pushed me that direction, I, I wouldn't be here. So I'm really, really grateful for our relationship on all the levels that that is. Oh my, it fills my heart with so much love and so much gratitude for you too, because I think about you every single day and at the end of my day, I'm just like, I'm so grateful for you too. And I like end my day with that gratitude. And 
I just, I absolutely can't wait to see like where our relationship goes. Yeah. What we do with the magic we have between us. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm so happy, I know, but it really um, is. It's it's really the truth though. Like we really do feel that way. <laughs> so, um, okay, just a few more left. What are some things that made you the happiest last year? The happiest, or my puppy Ruby. I I talk about her all the time. I share about her a lot on social media. She is the cutest little white lab. Um, she's just over a year old. She's brought so much joy to my life that I just didn't even know possible. You know, we had, um, two dogs that were my husband and I's first kids before we had kids. And then they got old and passed away and it was so sad. And I was just like, we both kind of landed, like, I don't think we could ever love an animal again. And then we randomly, it was actually at the regional, um, in the fall of 2022 that we went to, and then we randomly like got Ruby and came home with her and the rest is history. And she's brought so much happiness to our lives. I just, I cannot get enough of her. She's so annoying, but I don't even care. Oh, you shouldn't. I love her that much. I think everybody should put their animals out there more. I know, because I love hearing about other people's animals. That's what I was just going to add. You guys, we love your animals. We want to see them. I want to see your animals more than I want to see your kids. Basically, (laughs) Just kidding. But but not really. (laughs) I was actually in a meeting today, and she's like... I know you love animals. Look at my puppy. And I'm like, yes, I love her so much. That <laughs> just made this whole meeting so much better. Oh, oh. What about you? What made you the happiest? Traveling and going on my adventures. Oh my gosh. Are you kidding me? I went to the Oregon coast. I chased waterfalls all over Oregon. I went to the North Cascades. I went camping, like all of those road trips and all of those adventures just filled my soul and just speaks to that free bird part of me. That is really important for me to nurture. Yeah. It was incredible. It was so good. I love that. I think we all need to take a page from your life and be inspired by your ability and willingness to solo travel. I love it. I love it. So inspiring to me. It's so hard for me to travel with somebody else at this point. I mean, I have to like consider Ah. what you want to do and what you want to (laughs) eat. How? (laughs) How? Like being on somebody else's you know, time is so weird, but you know, for, for all of our listeners who don't know, I've been with Eminence for 10 years and I've traveled for 10 years for work. And so for me, I finally just started also traveling on fun trips as well. Uh, but I was already used to traveling by myself as it was. And so it really wasn't a huge transition for me to do that. And I also really believe in not waiting for somebody else to do the things that you want to do. If you want to take a certain trip somewhere, just freaking go. Like, just go. Go by yourself. You guys, you're safe. I mean, there's precautions to take. But it is actually not abnormal to travel solo. Um, And, you know, there's just ways to do it to make it a really good experience and a really safe experience for you. But seriously, don't wait for somebody else to come along and live your life with you. Or like if you have a spouse or a significant other that doesn't like to do the things that you do, 
It's fine. Go without them. Go without ah, them. It's don't need anyone's permission. And it's fine. Yeah. So it's really empowering. It's really fun. And I just took some amazing trips this year. I love that so yeah, much. It is so good. Okay. Now we're going to get to some of our lists and we are going to put these lists in the show notes because they're so important and I love to share our favorite podcasts and our favorite books. So let's start with our favorite podcast this past year. Um, definitely Mel Robbins, definitely Jay Shetty, um, Jenna Kutcher, Amy Porterfield. She's probably been at my top, but right now I've been on Jen Gottlieb, um, she just launched her book, Be Seen. I am obsessed with her. I soak up everything she puts on Instagram or Facebook or whatever. Um, I'm so inspired by her. So those are my top ones. Um, I go through podcast spurts where I soak up a ton of podcasts and then I kind of fall off and I'll do music or something else. I'm always listening to something. Um, but those are my top ones. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, I love that. I'm a huge Ed Milet girl. I really love him. I seriously think everything that he puts out is incredibly valuable. Um, and let's see, most of ours were the same. There's another one that I like uh, called Manifestation Babe. I love her yeah. stuff. I love Ali Reeves. Um, Ali's a little bit more the digital, you know, content business owner, but she is super inspiring and puts out so much value. Uh, but yeah, so those were those were some of my top. But I'm a podcast whore, like I said before. Like I like I love podcasts more than anything in the world. Like I just love them. So I do have a very extensive list of the types of podcasts that I listen to and who my favorite people are. And I kind of cycle through, you know, and binge my people. Brendan Bruchard is um, also at the top of my list. I uh, that's who I was listening to this morning, and it just totally fired me up for the day. So I love Brendan. Also the thriving stylist for our beauty professionals. Mm -hmm. She's a great one. Have you listened to her? No. You'll have to check her out. She's a hairstylist, but she has such great industry insights um, as a beauty professional. So love she's that. been at the top of my list as well. Cool. Yes. I love that. How about books? Um, so I still have it sitting right here. I'm going to show you guys the power of intention by Dr. Dwayne or Dr. Wayne Dyer. Excuse me. Um, this book is life changing. I don't know if you have heard of it. Can't recommend it enough. I'm actually going to restart it because it was at the beginning of last year that I read it and I just powered right through it. Um, I like to read books again that really resonated with me. Um, I don't do that often because I always have a book going. So that's been at the top of my list. I've also read Atlas of the Heart and um, mm. by Brene Brown, The Light Between Us by Laura Lynn Jackson. Um, yeah, those have been at the top of my list. I have a few more and we'll put them in the show notes that are some musts, but those really are ones that I always can like remember and think about often. Love that. My books for last year are some of my top books. The first one was The Greatness Mindset. So that's the new one from Lewis Howes. And 11 out of 10, I loved it. And I read it uh, cover to cover, which is not normal for me for self-improvement. I'll kind of, you know, skim through it and get all the pieces that I need. And I don't usually finish them, but I definitely finished that one. I absolutely loved it. 
Um, and then also how to do the work. So mm-hmm. Dr. Nicole LaFerrish, the books that she is putting out are incredible. So that's one of her first ones is how to do the work. Um, there's a workbook called How to Meet Yourself. And right now I am reading How to Be the Love You Seek um, mm-hmm. from her as well. So she is so good. And then I reread a book that I read so many years ago that was life-changing and heart-opening for me. And that is called Broken Open. So I started reading that one again this year and it was so good. But I'm also such an avid reader. I I love books. I have a library at my house and um, I love to be surrounded by books. I love their energy. Um, so we will definitely put a good list of not just these books that we mentioned but our must read books that I usually only share that in our mastermind group but we would love to put a nice extensive list of books and podcasts in the show notes for you guys absolutely so be a great resource for you yeah anything else that you want to add (sighs) no what about you? So good. No, I love it. I love reflecting. I always learn more about you. No. <laughs> and yeah, so so our next episode is going to be a follow-up to this one. And we're going to talk about 2024. And I'm going to come up with, you know, that whole blueprint that we're going to share with you guys. And it will be interesting because I think we're both still digesting and coming up with our 2024. So it's going to kind of challenge us both. And it's going to be such a good episode. So you can definitely expect that. I don't know if it's going to be the next one or if it's going to be in a few episodes, but we are going to be recording that here pretty soon. But again, we both take time to set up ourselves for 2024. So it could be two or three weeks before we end up recording that and releasing it. But it is something to look forward to. Um, so I don't have anything else to add. Tiffany, do you have anything else today? Any special let's, thoughts? Let's really quick just tell our listeners how they can reach us if they want to. So again, I am Tiffany Orr, and you can find me on Instagram or Facebook at Sweet Cheeks University or at Sweet Cheeks Waxing Skincare. Um, and then really quickly, we will also put the questions that we asked each other in the show notes as well um, for reference. Absolutely. I My Instagram for my coaching and mentoring is at the SD coach. So it's at the underscore SD, just with an E-L-A, underscore coach. And I'll be working on my website, guys. But Tiffany has a great website with some nice downloads and stuff, too. She has spa form downloads. I believe you do have a New Year's download, don't you? Yeah, I do. So go check out her website. Yeah, sweetcheeksuniversity.com. It's pretty simple. Love that. The show notes. Yeah. So good. Okay. Well, thank you so much, you guys, for hanging out with us again. We are so grateful for each and every one of you and so grateful for this opportunity to share ourselves with you and be on this journey of growth with you. So as always, have pretty dreams and we will see you in the next episode. Bye, guys.